Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Welcome to episode 103 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison and this is a place to be for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership website. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me today. I hope to make it worth your while with what is a fantastic episode featuring probably one of my favorite guests that we've had here on the Membership Guys podcast. In fact, it's the first time that we've actually invited somebody back who we've spoken to before. So today I'm talking to Chris Ducker, who's the founder of Upreneur.com, the host of various different events all around the world, and just an all-round genuine good guy. It helps that he's a fellow Brit as well. Now, I first spoke to Chris back in episode 33, so that is 70 episodes ago, about building a global brand around your membership. And a big part of how Chris has been able to build his brand is through running live events, small intimate masterminds all the way through to high-end conferences. So I wanted to talk to Chris about how that fits into his whole strategy in terms of the membership and to get his insight and advice into how someone might go about setting up their own events and tying that into their membership website. So it was a great, great conversation. We'll be getting to that in a moment. But before we do, I just want to take this opportunity to remind you that the Membership Guys podcast is brought to you by membersiteacademy.com, the leading training community for membership site owners. If you are serious about building and growing a successful membership website, then membersiteacademy.com as a place to be. Not only do we have over 30 in-depth comprehensive courses about anything you might need to know for running a successful membership, but we also do regular monthly training and Q&A sessions. We have a thriving active supportive community and we've got all sorts of member exclusive perks, discounts, offers, tools and resources that you only get inside Membersite Academy. So head on over to membersiteacademy.com and check it out. Okay, so now with that said, it's time to dive into my conversation with Chris Ducker. Alright, today's guest is a successful entrepreneur, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, Virtual Freedom. He's the founder of the Upreneur membership community and is the man behind popular events such as Tropical Think Tank and the upcoming Upreneur Summit, which has been held in London this November. He's a fellow Brit and has the dubious distinction of being our very first return guest here on the Membership Guys podcast. Thrilled to have him back, Mr. Chris Ducker. Yes, I had no idea that I'm your first returning guest. That's great, man. You are. Well, Callie's been on a couple of times, but... She don't count. She doesn't count, really. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was purely public pressure because I, I had this pressure to prove that she's actually real and not just, you know, some avatar that I created to be more relatable because, yes. yeah, she was banned from the podcast for like 40 episodes. Yes, yes, uh, and which which is a bit of a crime because she's bloody smart, and she uh, you should have her on more often. Wang, she's got her own show coming. She has. She's got her own show coming yeah. up. She's she's now trying to usurp me as the membership guys podcaster, and uh, I'm a little worried about that. To be honest, on. the battle yeah. is on. We've on yeah. it. We we did a recent um, training workshop. We do a behind the scenes workshop in uh, Member Site Academy. 
and we're showing people these funnel experiments that we're working on. And she's getting competitive because there's one version. We're split testing two versions. One version is my version. It's the version I like. The other version is her version. And she's getting real competitive. She's like, it's Team Callie versus Team Mike. And I'm like, calm down, love. This is... <laughs> but, you, anyway. but you know what you calm down, love. But here's the thing. The audience eats that stuff up. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. love it. They uh, love it. And you, should, you shouldn't you should play to it. You shouldn't put it on, but you should certainly utilize it for the right project. Oh, yeah. There's, sure. there's, no, there's no putting it on. There's no putting it on. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking this seriously. I'm actually going to quiet down to make sure she doesn't hear me saying bad things. I might get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we trigger a domestic here at Membership Guys <laughs> HQ, <laughs> let's talk to our guest today, Mr. Ducker. I think it's fair mm. to say that you've clocked up a few air miles in your time, traveling around as a yes. speaker, running events in different countries. Mm. Not just the big ones like Tropical Think Tank and Upreneur Summit, but lots of local member meetups pretty much everywhere you go. For you, what would you say is the biggest benefit of actually getting out there and meeting your community members in person? Well, you can't, you know, th- th- my whole thing is I want to build... I want to build relationships based on the handshakes and the hugs. That's what I always say. Um, and uh, I, I I truly believe that you just cannot, even with the ridiculously connectable world that we live in, um, you cannot and you shouldn't try and replace that human interaction element of business. Uh, as you well know, Mike, I'm a very, very old school entrepreneur. I call it how I see it. Um, if, you know, if it's BS, I'll let you know if it's incredible, I'll let you know. And, and I believe wholeheartedly in my P2P or people to people business philosophy. Um, and that means that we've got to spend time face to face in the flesh with each other as much as we possibly can. Even more so important when we're running a membership business because of the fact that so much of it is taken for granted to to live online with what we're doing day to day, the way that we're interacting, the way we're learning, the way we're getting takeaways and taking action. It's all online. Let's face it, right? So I think even more so with a business like a membership business, um, very important to get in touch with people and and to to actually hang out with people in person as much as you can. Absolutely. And, you know, I think uh, with Youpreneur itself, I know I became part of that community, uh, I think it was September 2015, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Personally, you know, we join a lot of memberships just by nature of what we do. And honestly, and I think we spoke about this before, Youpreneur was another membership we were just joining us as part of the fabric of what we do. But I would say that of all the memberships we join, there's maybe, I can count on one hand, I can count on one finger (laughs) once where I consider myself (laughs) actually a member and not just an observer. And for me, that that kicked in, I think, um, the first time, we actually met at one of your events and I got a chance to meet the other people in the community. And, you know, for someone who's been around this this space and been in more memberships than I can remember, I think that just shows the power of actually, from a member perspective, connecting with other people in the community. And it certainly lit a bit of a fire under me to make sure that we were meeting up with our members as well pretty much any time yeah. we could as well. Well, I mean, I've I've been doing these in-person meetings and masterminds and whatnot way before I even had 
Upen are up and running, which, you know, that kicked off the 1st of September, 2015. So, um, you know, I've been doing this since late 2010, where I would be traveling, as you clearly said in the, in the little intro there, um, around the world to, to speak at large events. And, you know, at first, like most speakers, I wasn't getting paid. Um, times change, <laughs> obviously. But <laughs> at first, for the first couple of years, you got to earn your stripes as a speaker. And so, you know, I was traveling around the world, quite frankly, speaking at these events pretty much for nothing more than maybe accommodation and a free event ticket. Um, and... I figure, well, I've got to offset the cost here somewhere. I have to off offset the cost. Yeah. And so I started doing these small roundtable masterminds, eight to 10 to maybe 12 people. We'd be in a room. I'd rent it at a hotel or something, you know, a hotel conference room or meeting room. We'd be there all day and we'd just roundtable. We'd brainstorm all day long. We'd break for lunch and have some coffee breaks. And, and that was that. And, you know, at first it was all about just covering my costs. Yeah. But something very interesting happened and I realized – uh, that I was curing a certain level of what I call entrepreneurial loneliness at these events as well, bringing people together in person for the day. They might have not even have, have, have even known of each other at the beginning of the day, but come the end of the day, they were best mates because they get each other. They understand it. They can respect the struggle and, and the, the highs and the lows of the entrepreneurial game. And so at that point, I was I was just totally transfixed with the idea of bringing people together as much as possible, either in a mastermind setting, either in a, a very luxurious, high-end way like we do with Tropical Think Tank. Maybe it's on just a simple pizza meetup in the hotel yeah. suite, uh, you know, at the end of a, 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 another event, or or maybe it's cocktail drinks or a cup of coffee or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just get people together. I love it. Yeah. No doubt. And without question, since we started doing that with our own membership, it's been my favorite part. Like, cause the fun stuff, right? Actually sitting down and, and, and connecting with these guys and remembering that, you know, sometimes you see the names on a screen and you forget that these are actual real people and there's so much yeah, yeah. value in just sitting down with them, even if it is just for a, a coffee or a drink or a pizza. Um, for any of our listeners who are maybe thinking about looking at ways to get their community together, whether it's a casual meetup or a full-blown all-bells-and-whistles conference, what do you say are the three most important things they should be thinking about? Well, I think number one, location. I think that has to be right at the top of the list because, you know, you, you want to make it very, very easy for people to get to wherever it is you want them to go to. Um, and if that means you've maybe got to spend a little bit more money um, to, to make it that easy, then you have to go ahead and do that. Uh, so location, number one, without a doubt. Number two, I would say you've also got to consider timing as well. Now, I've made this mistake myself in the past for my own selfish reasons, quite frankly, where I said, well, I'll do the meetup at three o'clock on the last day of the event, nobody turns up at three <laughs> o'clock. They want, they want to watch the last keynote of the big event that you might be attending or speaking at or whatever. So you only make that mistake once. And I did about four years ago and I've never made it since obviously. So it's, I think, I think location is important. Timing's important. And then also go into it with the attitude of, you know what, this is going to be business. I am going to have business discussions. Yeah. So I'm going to lay off the booze. I'm going <laughs> to make sure that I'm, I'm the gracious host and 
I, I make it a point at all of my uh, more casual meetups. And, you know, we've gone from, you know, maybe four or five people to 20 or 25 people when we do mm-hmm. the meetups now. Um, and I think you were at the one that we did in, in San Diego, right? After yeah. social media marketing yeah. world. So, th- I mean, the funny story here is that I, I reserved one table with like six chairs because – even though we had been talking about it inside the the Youpreneur forum, I still actually didn't really have much of an idea in terms of how many Youpreneurs are actually at the event. It's a bloody big event. <laughs> and some people are more active than others in the forum, right? So I turn up thinking, oh, there's be five or six people. And then another couple showed up and then another couple. And then another. And we <laughs> literally took over like a third of that bar. Yeah. Right, it was mad. There was like twenty odd people there. It was crazy. So yeah, yeah it's just music- you never know. Yeah, and, and God bless that waitress for somehow <laughs> managing to wrangle all of those drinks orders. I think uh, I think yeah. she was just assigned to us at a certain yes. point, and she wasn't helping anyone else out. But <laughs> <laughs> she got a good tip at the end of the night. I can promise yeah. you that. But I mean, you know, these are the things. So it's it's location. You want to do it somewhere cool, something easy to get to, somewhere where people remember what you know where you were, what you were doing. You've got to do it, you know, at a time where everybody can get there. Otherwise, it's unfair for those that might not be able to travel in or whatever. And then, lastly, understand this is business. You are going to have business discussions. It's not all fun and games. As the host, you've got to act graciously. You've got to take care of people, and you've got to give people FaceTime. Everyone has to have the FaceTime, and if they want the selfies and they want all that fun stuff, you've got to make time for all that stuff. Because all you need, if you get twenty people together, you need two or three people that you didn't give solid FaceTime to to walk away feeling that way. Not only is it not nice, but you know it could potentially cost you business as well yeah. because they might feel like you didn't want to be with them. Therefore, well then, why should I carry on paying my membership every month? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's such an underestimated aspect of it as well i think especially you know if you're if you get to a point where you're that trusted authority um especially if you i suppose if you're quite early on in your journey you don't quite realize that you are held in that sort of esteem and that people actually do want even just that little bit of acknowledgement or facetime i mean you look at like someone like um gary v i remember social media marketing world two years ago um he he showed up at, at the hotel we were staying at the night before, and the guy was there, I think, from about 9 p.m. to about 1.30, answering every question, taking every selfie, shaking every hand. And that's that's his shtick. You know, he doesn't do it just for the hell of it. He does it because he recognizes exactly what you, you're just saying there, that little connection, that little bit of FaceTime, that little bit of one-on-one can actually be a major, major factor in totally. someone doing business with you and, and even just building your brand. So you apply that to a membership site, then you know it can it can have massive ramifications. Now oh yeah. Obviously we're talking these kind of small group meetups and they're they're great whether it's you know a, a, a member meetup after an event or small intimate group masterminds, workshops. There's a obviously a world of difference between those kind of events and large-scale events like Tropical Think Tank or, of course, Youpreneur Summit, which is going to be even bigger. Yes. Is is that scale of event something that experts and thought leaders and community leaders should be considering doing, or should they stick to the small stuff? What would you say are the benefits of running that kind of event, and is it worth the effort? Well, I think 
it's a personal thing, I think. And, and also, you know, there's a lot of different, um, elements that come into putting on an event. It's, you know, it's, it's venue, it's speakers, it's the people that you want there, uh, and all that sort of type of thing. I mean, I can tell you like, for example, tropical think tank, 50 slots, four and a half thousand us dollars per ticket, 10 expert speakers, in the Philippines yeah. for one week <laughs> at a five-star beach resort. So not everyone can A, afford that. Not everyone, B, will want to fly to the Philippines. And actually, C, I didn't want it to ever become any bigger than that. I could have sold 100 tickets for that event every yeah. year. Seriously, I could have quite easily that we did it, right? But the fact of the matter is we wanted to keep it intimate and we wanted to keep it really, really, really focused on the relationships and the connections being built. Um, and not only that, but also people taking action, which is easier to promote in a larger environment, you know, what I mean? or, or rather a smaller environment. So I would just say, you know, should everyone consider doing it? Should you consider doing it? Yes. But ultimately, the decision to either do it or not will come down to whether you actually want to go ahead and start putting these larger scale events on. Upinor Summit, we're expecting between 250 to 300 people. So obviously, way, way you know, five, six, seven times more than Tropical Think Tank. Uh, and, and honestly, I wanted to do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm moving back to the UK after a long, long time being outside of the UK, 16, almost 17 years, actually, wow. by the time I get back. Um, so I wanted to come back. I wanted to come back with a bang, right? And and really kind of put a bit of a stake in the ground and say, watch out, everybody, duck is back kind of thing. You know, that kind of thing from, <laughs> from an event organizer perspective as well. I want to grow this thing. I don't want it to be at 250, 300. I want it to, I want to be at four times that amount in four years, five yeah. years. So, you know, it's, it, for me, it becomes a bigger thing now. For me, the Upreneur Summit is bang smack in the middle of my own ecosystem from an entrepreneur perspective because it'll feed everything else that I do throughout the course of the year. It'll feed the membership. It'll feed the books, the courses, the services, the other events. It'll feed, you know, everything and anything that I want to do in regards to the Upreneur brand. And so um, I don't think it's for everyone, but I do believe that if there's something calling you to put on a larger scale event, um, whether it be large scale in volume or large scale in terms of uh, experience, um, and I've done, you know, everything in between as well. I think if something's calling you, then you should at least do it once to see whether or not you can A, pull it off and B, whether you actually enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, don't do it again. Regardless of peer pressure, you just don't do it again. That's simple. But I think I think you should give it a go at least once. I think most people should give it a go at least once. No, I like that. And I think, you know, what you touch on there about um, the event feeding into other areas of the business feeding into the membership itself you get that cycle there as well where the membership feeds into the event which feeds into the membership because if you look at the line of four youpreneur summit you know there's a bunch of people who have grown their business um thanks in part to to orin hall to youpreneur um the membership who yep. are now at a place where you you 
call them up and ask them to speak on stage at Youpreneur Summit. And so, you know, if you've got that community, it's not like you've got this event that's all the way over here in its own little world and a community that's all the way on the other side of the spectrum and the two aren't connected. And it's just, you know, if you've got that ecosystem going on, which I always like to talk about, this idea you're creating your mm-hmm. own ecosystem where everything feeds into each other, uh, then you start to see just how well it it all slots together. Exactly. And, and you know, I'm very, very proud of the fact that we've got one, what, one, two, three, four youpreneurs actually speaking on stage at the summit, yourself included. Um, and I mean, it was a no brainer for me to invite you after you just totally, completely and utterly blew the stage up at Tropical Think Tank. And I'm not saying this, everyone, for tuning in because he's asked me back for the second time. <laughs> it was part <laughs> on, of the on his podcast. Yeah, it was part of the agreement. <laughs> yeah. No, genuinely, Mike blew up the stage at TTT. It was one of the most talked about. Um, uh, sessions of the event. And actually, because I look at the stats, I'm a numbers guy, the numbers never lie. Um, on the replay of our videos inside of the Upana community from the event, it's right up there in the top three as well of, oh, yeah. of all of the sessions uh, that we've put on. So it was a no-brainer to invite you back. But obviously, um, you know, we've got Mark Asquith, we've got Colin Gray, and we've got Janet Murray, um, all of which have been members of Upana pretty, pretty much since day one, and never of which have ever spoken on any of my stages before. So I'm just, I'm so excited to be able to give them that, that limelight as well, because I honestly, truly feel like I have had quite an impact in the way that they built their businesses up over the last couple of years since I've been in contact with them. And it's a great way to be able to highlight not only obviously what Youpreneur as a community has done for these entrepreneurs, but also their skills and what they've learned and how they can then go ahead and pass that on. I mean, that's that's money right there. I mean, people love that stuff. And so um, I I think that it it's also about you know, making your making your successful members the hero. Yeah. You know, and I know you talk about this quite a bit. Like, I love the idea. I mean, what what this is a walking billboard we're talking about for your business, right? And so not only do we bring in the big names like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas and everything, but these guys who are genuinely crushing because of what they've learned and because of the move they've made since being part of the Upano community, I want to highlight them and thank them for taking the action as well, you know? I love that. And let's stay with that talking about speakers because, you know, we mentioned we've got some Upreneurs up on stage. You've got mm-hmm. that devilishly handsome Mike Morrison speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, you've got Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, yep. John Janch yep. from Duct Tape Marketing. You've got Carrie Green from Female Entrepreneur Association, Amy Schmittauer, and I could keep going and I could keep going. It's a big lineup. How do you choose your speakers? And probably more importantly, how the hell do you get them actually locked in? <laughs> so a good question for anybody that wants to run, you know, events with speakers connected to them. So number one, for me, and this is probably a personal thing, and I know many event organizers that don't necessarily care too much about this this kind of mantra, so to speak. But number one, I have to have a personal relationship with the people that I invite to my events. Um, there are no, uh, you know, 
um, speaker submissions for my events. I don't have, you know, you can't, you can't submit yourself as a potential speaker choice. You will be invited or you will not be on the stage, one or the other. Um, and so I have to have a really good relationship with the people, um, that I'm going to ultimately introduce to my people. You know what I mean? And so that's the first thing, uh, in terms of how do I actually select them? It's, it comes down to, all out value. It's a value proposition. How much value can this person or or maybe not bring to this type of audience? You know, I've done some events where I've thought about somebody for a second as a speaker and I thought, you know what? No, they're not right for it. We'll go in a different direction. Whereas I've done other events where, you know, I've said, I need, I need somebody who can talk about marketing books. I need somebody that can talk about building a membership. I need somebody that can talk about the power of video. And it's just a no-brainer. It's Joanna Penn. It's Mike Morrison. It's Amy Schmidauer. I need somebody to talk about creating several streams of income and turning them into genuine recurring income on a monthly basis. Pat Flynn gets called up. I need someone to talk about the power uh, and the privilege of owning and running a podcast and launching consistent podcasting, you know, content, it's John Lee Dumas, you know? So it really, it, it's a combination of one, first and foremost, without a doubt, the relationship that I have with people. And then two, it comes down to, you know, is, is this needed for this event? And if it is, can this person bring the value level that I want? Because I, there's no fluff at my events, as you well know, because You've been to yeah. at least one, right? So, oh no, to, at least a couple. There's no, there's no fluff. It's all value, and and it's important that people get blown away one speaker after another. And so, yeah, that's that's how we do it. And in terms of getting them locked down, man, you beg. <laughs> <laughs> Once you figure it out, no, you don't beg. Um, <laughs> don't beg, everybody. Don't beg. No, it, it it's. I think it comes down also to. Um, you know, and, and obviously I'm not going to get involved with contractual obligations and fees and all that sort of type of thing. Some people, um, <clears throat> you know, will never speak for free. Some people are more open to speak for free if the if the right relationships are in place and things like that as well. So, I mean, it it it's not for me personally. Generally, it doesn't come down to money. It's more down to does it sound like something cool? Yeah. Uh, and if it does, am I available? If I am, yes, book me in. And so, you know, you have to take all that into consideration. Love it. All right. So let's say <clears throat> we're organizing member fest. All right. I've already checked. The domain name's gone. So anyone who's getting any ideas, <laughs> you're out of luck. We're organizing member fest, two-day conference where people come together to argue about membership plugins and whether Facebook groups are better than forums. This is our big annual event. Putting speakers aside, what are our first steps? Venue, without a doubt. Find a, a venue that's not only central in one particular city that everybody's going to want to visit, but um, also one that's in budget and, and, and has cool written all over it. People want cool venues. They, want, they don't want old stuff stuffy basement conference rooms in 200-year-old hotels. That's boring. Nobody wants it anymore. So venue number one. Number two, um, putting speakers to one side, uh, swag. People love a good bit of bloody oh, swag. Yeah. It's And I know you're a swag guy. <laughs> I am. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. I, I, I judge all events I go to by their swag. <laughs> 
So there's no pressure for the Upreno no. Summit then. That's good. <laughs> um, I, I think actually swag is, is something that I think a lot of event organizers don't spend much time on. Yeah. And I think it's to their detriment from, I mean, it, it's, it's branding 101. It's reputation building 101. Um, it's, it's something particularly nowadays where everybody takes photos of bloody everything from their, their free t-shirt to the lunch they're eating. You know, it, 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 it really is a majorly important part of the live event process, as far as I'm concerned. Venue is, without a doubt, the most important thing. Yeah. But what are people taking away? Like, we're, we are materialistic as human beings. We, we like to have stuff, right? So I think swag is important. Um F and B, you know, uh, food, food and and and, be- and beverage is is important as well. Um, you don't want to come off as too cheap and nasty, but likewise, you don't want to spend too much money on it because a lot of the time, a lot of what you pay for ends up not being consumed and yeah. just wasted. Um, and other than that, you know, just the overall branding elements of your event as a whole in terms of the venue, lighting plays an incredible, incredibly important part at any venue. I mean, you remember Tropical Think Tank, we had all those palm trees and then we, we you know, uh, up, uplit them yeah. with green lights to kind of really make them pop on the stage. So, you know, all those little things, all those details, the devil is in the details. Um, in terms of that side of things, on on the marketing side of things, obviously, you've got to figure out what price point is going to be accessible for the bulk of your people. Yeah. Um, you've got to really, you know, I would say have several different price tiers as the event gets closer and closer. Uh, you want to obviously, um, you know, reward your early adopters, your early registration, uh, registrants. Um, and then, you know, it really just comes down to getting the word out there. You know, an event is, is a weird business model, Mike, because it's not like a course where you work on it for a while in the background and then you kind of, you tease people with it for a while and then you launch and you talk about it for a week and then it's done. Um, with an event, now you've got to talk about it for months and months and months and months. And so you've got to try and find new ways not to bore your audience <laughs> and your community to death. They can't see the same images over and over again. They can't see the same messaging over and over and over again. So you've got to get quite creative from a marketing perspective. Love that. Now, we're kind of bringing it back round to, to memberships. Obviously, you might decide to run an event that's just for members, uh, you know, whether it's just a little member-only mastermind or the sort of casual member meetings we talked about. But if you're doing something large-scale, something on the sort of level of Upreneur Summit, for example, you're obviously going to want to look outside the membership and, and look to invite a wider audience. In those sort of cases, what sort of things do you think people can do to still make sure that your paid community members get something maybe a little extra special or, you know, they still feel like they're, been taken care of as part of your your paid membership oh yeah no great question so i mean simple things like pre-registration you know what um we're having a member meetup the night before for two hours 
come and have a you know a glass of beer with us or a glass of wine with us. Get your badge, get your swag bag, and all the rest of it, so you don't have to deal with queuing up, you know, with the other people the morning <laughs> of the first day of the event. You know that kind of thing. People love that. They love that stuff. Um, other little things like you know a different colored uh, conference badge. Yeah, I was hoping you're going to. I was hoping you're going to mention that, man, because that still. That's probably the one of the biggest takeaways I've had from any event I've ever been to. What you did at that uh, group mastermind, large group mastermind in London a couple of years ago, that little yep. thing with the badges. Yep, little thing with the badges, and then also if you remember at that group mastermind, we had about fifty people there, I think, mm. and Upana members got a beautiful limited edition moleskin type um, notebook to take away with them. And the other people that weren't members were like, oh, where's my notebook? Oh, members only, mate. Now, I, I should be said, I should be said actually that out of the 10 people that were not members that day, the evening of that one day event, they got an email yeah. with a one-time offer to become an annual member, not a monthly member, an annual member of the community. If they were to do it and sign up in the next 48 hours, it was a one-time offer. And not only would they get a discounted annual rate, but we would go ahead and mail them the notebook that they missed out on oh. on that day. And out of the 10 people that we had to pitch, eight of them signed up. So there's little things like that, but yeah, the conference badge thing is a big one. Uh, you can you can also get those little ribbons that you kind of stick to the bottom of your badge. Yeah, where you you know I mean, and we'll have them. We will have them at the Upener Summit where you'll see very clearly, you know, Upener member, or maybe we'll just call it Upener or whatever the case may be. So you know, these are little things you can do. Um, maybe it's a little extra piece of swag. Maybe it's just um, you know calling them out on stage at several points throughout the course of the event uh, if you've got the time obviously schedule wise and everything but i think anything and everything you can do to highlight the people that are already part of that paid community uh you should definitely consider trying to fix it fit, you know fit it in some way shape or form yeah and i think the key thing from that what you're saying there is not just providing that awesome experience that little bit of a special experience for your members but making sure that people who aren't members see that experience happening they yes. see and they get that formal which you know drives memberships and that 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 badge thing just so simple slightly different color badge and so you've got yep. those 10 people in the room thinking well how come those guys have got an orange badge and mine's a yeah a natty blue one right <laughs> yeah exactly you know and, and you can you can also do other little things and we're, we're kind of we're we're looking at a few bits and pieces in regards to this right now for the summit where we are actually considering having a Upana member lounge of some variety wow. where if you don't, you know, if if you don't want to go out for lunch and, and grab something locally, then you know, you can bring a lunch with you or something. Uh, or if you just want a quiet cup of coffee, uh, you know, at one of the, you know, one of the uh networking parts of the event, instead of being in the main networking hall, you can go to the Upana member lounge and there's a few nice sofas in there and something quiet, and you can go in there and have a Wi-Fi connection, all these things. These things are yeah. so simple to put on, Mike. They're so easy to negotiate with venues. You know, if you're spending tens of thousands of pounds on the venue to say, give me a room that can seat 
20 people at any time during the day for free. Otherwise, you're going to lose the business. Trust me, you'll get the bloody room. It's that simple. You know what I mean? So they're so easy. They're so easy to get and set up. But so many people don't do it. And so uh, I think it's it's a it, you know the devil is in the details. These yeah. are the things people remember. And when you have this sort of stuff in play, then obviously you can start to get creative with how you're selling your membership product and how you're selling your tickets. So, you know, oh, yeah. with, with an example of that kind of members lounge, you could have a VIP ticket available that's $500 extra. That includes a free year of your membership. So it's exactly. it's still exactly. it's still in the balance. And I think, yeah, those, those details are so important. And bringing it, you know, talking about being a total swag hag that I am, um <laughs> swag hag. swag hag. i'm so using there we it go. That's <laughs> like just those little deals is what people remember there's an event that i've been to a few times and my resounding memory of it is the fact that they give you a swag bag with no swag in it <laughs> and that's what i remember and I without that. without any malice without any intention to to slight the event whatsoever it's usually one of the first things I mention to people because <laughs> I am just that fickle. But I don't get that. Look, here's happens. a bag, but there's nothing in it. I don't. Yeah. Know. It's like it's like building a swimming pool and not filling it up with yeah, water. I just don't see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just bizarre. And <laughs> you know, I, I think what is is proving true from what we're talking about here is that you know, if you are thinking about running your own live events, probably one of the best things you can do is actually attend the type of events that you're hoping to emulate like we yes. so much of what we talked about has been well we went to this event and we saw this or i saw this at this event and that inspired me to do that um so it's not just for inspiration but also as you can quite often piggyback your own smaller events on the back of big ones since you know people are going to be in town we did that at social media marketing world last year we ran our one day workshop the day after the conference if we did it again it would maybe be two days after because we were exhausted um but we ran it one day after i know you've done the same with private masterminds too again when you've been in town take advantage of that pretty much anytime we go to an event we try to arrange a member meetup where we grab some drinks some food and we just have a good time getting to know our community yep we're going to be doing the same thing in november at upreneur summit too we're planning out a member meetup possibly even a mastermind day or a workshop on the back of that main event we know we've got a whole bunch of members already coming out for the summit. We've got some coming over from the States, which is crazy. Um, mm -hmm. So it just makes sense to do that. So if you are on the fence and you're listening and you're on the fence about welcome to London for the summit, a little bit of extra motivation for you. If Pat Flynn, Johnny Dumas, Chris Ducker, all these big names don't sway you, then getting to watch me drink beer and eat pizza surely will get you off the fence. That's the closer. That's the closer right there. <laughs> it is. But yeah, I mean, you've got, I, I think it's, it's the same with memberships. We encourage people to be part of multiple membership sites um, to see what people are doing, to get inspiration for your own membership. So if you're thinking of organizing events, you need to go to other events. You need to attend member meetups to get inspiration and even just give you the confidence and the reasoning for you to arrange your own, um, uh, whether you're looking just to do the simple basic stuff or the large-scale events like you pronounce. Well, it's, you know, for me, it's a no-brainer because, I mean, if you think about it, right, if, if you're looking at doing just a, something as simple as a member meetup on the back end of 
somebody else's event or on the first night of somebody else's event or at the end or whatever it is, if you're just looking to do something as simple as that, it really, I mean, this is, this is the chance for people to come from all around the world and not only attend a great, a great event and learn a lot and make lots of new connections, but actually take the relationships that they've already built online with people from all around the world to the next level by actually breaking bread with each other. Yeah. And I think that's that we cannot put a dollar amount on that experience. It's just it's physically impossible to do it because it it lasts forever. It's not a it's not a a monthly mastermind call, which I know you do, I do for the communities. It's not that. This takes relationships to a whole new level. And it's funny you say, you know, you've got people inside of, you know, uh, the Memberside Academy coming over from the United States. I don't know whether you know this or not, but 30 odd percent of the people that are attending the Upano Summit in London this November are from America. Wow. 30 people. So we've got people flying from all over the world, but 30% are actually coming in from the United States. So, you know, that for me just it tickles my fancy beautifully. I love it because not only am I putting on a great event for the UK, but now it's become just an event that everyone in, yeah. this, in this space wants to get to regardless of where they're from. You know what I mean? And it's a nice reversal. Those guys have to come over to this side of the Atlantic yes. for a change. Yes. <laughs> so you guys tuning in from our brothers and sisters from the other side of the pond, you have no idea how lucky you are to have all these big events on throughout the course of the year in America. And we are always the ones that have to travel over to you all the time. It's time for you to do likewise, ladies <laughs> <laughs> And poor me over here in the Philippines for the last 16 years. I've had to endure a whole lot worse, I tell you. And and for anyone coming over from the States or thinking about coming over, the weather in London in November is beautiful. Like, forget what you've heard. It it doesn't rain. Yes. The sun no, is never. it's glorious. It's a bit like Australia where they have their summer and the winter. It is. Trust me. Yeah. Mike's lying, everybody. Um, I just want to – I'm calling you a liar on your own show. No. You know, the, the chances are, will it be cold? Yes, it will be cold. But will it be gorgeous? Absolutely. It doesn't really piddle down with rain until yeah. we get deep into winter, into, you know, later part of, of December's and into January and February. I can tell you something right now. Autumn or fall, as our American friends will call it, is my favorite time of the year in the UK. And you walk through, you know, you 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 walk down the mall in in London near Buckingham Palace, or you you know spend time near Big Ben or Westminster Abbey or you know Hyde Park or wherever. Autumn, London in autumn is multicolored. The yeah. the leaves on the tree, everything to do with London, particularly in autumn is just beautiful. Is it a bit chilly? Yes. Bring your scarf with you. You might need it. <laughs> but is it gorgeous? Without a shadow of a doubt, it really is. You know, I, I I think you have to experience London like in the winter with the rain. It's kind of, we went to, Colin and I went to New York for Christmas, which has been a, a thing we want to do in New York Christmas, just like in Home Alone without, you know, the child yes. abandonment. Just, you know, yeah. You have this <laughs> right. picture of New York and Christmas. And we went over and it was about 85 degrees the entire time we were there. They had this freak heat wave over Christmas. No snow, no rain. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> and it was okay, but we were kind of like, this it's just not right. You feel like you've been robbed of an experience yeah. by not being cold and wet and miserable uh, <laughs> with the the weather you expect. It's, same I went in Chicago and it was beautiful in Chicago. And I'm like, 
Yeah, there's I no think, wind. No, like, London, you have to have wind. Yeah, you have to have the <laughs> rains in London to really appreciate it. I think, yeah, it's a nice little love letter to the UK and to London. I think we may have convinced them. Um, coming over. If anyone wants to find out a little bit more about Upreneur Summit, they want to come along and see how it's done. Maybe even see if you can rally up some of your community members to yes. get together, grab some food, grab some drink around the event. Sure, you know well. what? Let me inter- let me interrupt you real quick, Mike. I I I I would love to do this actually, and this was not pre-discussed. So I hope you're okay with this, and I'm sure, sure. you will be. I will say like this: if if some of our fellow membership site founders and leaders get small pods of their members to the Upreneur Summit in London. Not only obviously will I be very grateful for that, but on stage, from stage, I will give your memberships shout outs and mentions throughout the course of the event to say, oh, we've got eight people here from there. I've got 20 people from here, three people from this membership. I'm going to give you little shout outs throughout the course of the event because I think that, you know, it's also a testament to you if you're doing that as well. And it might just help you get some extra members at the event as well. How about that? Love it. We like that. All right. So where can people find out more about Upreneur Summit and grab themselves a ticket before they all sell out? Upreneursummit.com. Nice and easy. <laughs> it's 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 on brand point, oh, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. And obviously we'll have all the links and all the other info and that good stuff over on our show notes page too. Chris, thank you again so much for coming back on the show. Was it better second time around? I think it was. I mean, we yeah. we we had a great we actually probably one of the best conversations I've had on the podcast for a while the first time around. But we've obviously we've become very good friends since and uh you know, we spent a lot of time with each other in person. There you go. There's another in person mention yeah. right there. I think yeah, I think I I mean I I loved it, Mike. When can I come back again? I want to come back a third time. I don't know, you know, we could do a double act. Can you know Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you mean that'll dance and I'll sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like make the announcement that we're soon going to have a co-host and then just totally shun Callie and bring... <laughs> well, she's got her own show. She yeah, she's branching off. Us. I'm telling you, it'll be membership guy and membership girl at some point. Honestly, <laughs> I'm waiting for that conversation. <laughs> no, no, right. It's a pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me again, man. That's awesome. Thank you again for coming on and we'll see you in November. Thanks once again to Chris for coming back on the show. I had such a great time talking to him and hopefully you guys have got a lot of great value from that and inspiration and ideas for running your own event, whether you're looking at running something large scale like Upreneur Summit or whether you just want to get started in running member meetups or maybe small member masterminds and workshops. Lots of real great practical solid gold tips there from Chris that you can implement into your own strategy for really getting the best out of live events for your membership. And I really do hope that I see a whole bunch of you down at Upreneur Summit. It's so awesome to have an event of that sort of scale running here in the UK. 
And I can't wait to meet up with our members and our listeners who are going to be in London for that in November. Hopefully, I'll see you there too. Now, the day that this podcast episode goes out will be June 28th. That means that there's about four or five days left until the early bird discount that Chris has on offer for Youpreneur Summit goes away. July 2nd, that price goes up. So if you've been thinking about attending Youpreneur Summit or if you just found out about the event on this show and you're thinking that you want a bit of that, you want to get in, you want to make sure you're there in London, not just for the awesome event, not just for the awesome speakers and to see, of course, myself gracing the stage, but also to hang out with your fellow membership site owners and online entrepreneurs, then head on over to youpreneursummit.com, grab that ticket before July 2nd. Then even if you've missed that early bird discount, head on over to youpreneursummit.com anyway. Grab yourself a ticket before they are all sold out. Or of course, if you're listening to this in like 2018, I'm sure that Youpreneur Summit 2 or even 3 or even 4 or whenever the hell you listen to this, I'm sure that Chris will be running this event and you can grab your ticket then as well. So I really do look forward to seeing some of you guys there. It's the first member meetup that we'll ever have actually done in the UK. Typically, these sorts of events are over in the States, and so we've had such a great time getting to know and to meet up with our members in San Diego and in places like Chicago and so on. But I'm really, really pumped. I'm really, really psyched to be able to actually host a member meetup for Academy members and for members of our Facebook group and all that sort of stuff. I'm really excited about being able to do that here in my home country in London. It's going to be awesome. That's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this show. Thanks again to Chris for coming on and I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, 
If you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com slash webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.